In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. A good way to start a Trinity sermon. There's a common story about St Augustine, which some of you may have heard before, but I'm going to tell it again. St Augustine was strolling along the seashore, trying to think and comprehend the mystery of the Trinity. He encountered a young child who had a bucket. This child moved back and forth, emptying bucket after bucket of seawater into a hole that they had dug in the sand. When Augustine asked the child what they were doing, the child replied that they were trying to put the ocean into the hole that they had dug in the sand. Augustine told the child that this was impossible. But the child responded that it was just as impossible for you to comprehend the mystery of the Trinity. And there is a wisdom in that response that Augustine, the great teacher and theologian of the church, appreciated. We spend a lot of time as humans trying to get God to fit into the box that we have prepared, to try and get God to fit our image of the divine. And as Christians, we wrestle with understanding a God who is largely unknowable because we have a God that works outside and beyond our own logic, outside of the laws of nature that we must adhere to. And as beings, we don't like it when we can't break something down into its parts. When we can't take something apart and learn how and why it works the way it does. Engineering and psychology both help us to figure out the world around us and how us as individuals work. And so when it comes to feast days like this, feast days like Trinity Sunday, both preachers and congregations can get themselves in an awful muddle. When we try to apply the ways that we learn about creation to the creator, we get ourselves in a pickle. And yet, who God is and what sort of life God leads, is at the heart of our faith. We could spend our time focused on the what God is, rather than the who God is. But we would be leading ourselves down bad alleys, because God is beyond our comprehension. Because God doesn't adhere to our human logic. Because God exists outside of creation, being the creator of all. We cannot know what God is. It is beyond us. It's mystery. And I think that's okay. The essence of God is unknowable and that's okay. 
because we are not the creators, we are the creation. And so the task that we have this morning is not to try and fit God into our own box, but to be able to contemplate who this God is, who is beyond and above ourselves and creation. When we focus on who God is, we start to find some very simple answers. We find God as creator, first revealed in Genesis, but spoken about in our reading from Isaiah this morning, who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand and marked off the heavens with a span, enclosed the dust of the earth in a measure and weighted the mountains in the scales and the hills in a balance. God, the creator who has made and planned and our existence is to seek out that which is beyond us. We as human beings are always yearning for that something that is beyond ourselves. We feel that we have a potential that is not yet met. And we try and fill up this potential with a myriad of different things. In this spiritual struggle, we try and find material solutions. With shopping, with addiction, with love, with power. Whereas in fact in God, we find an essence who is holy itself. Fully. A perfect relationship in which all potential is fully actualized. A complete essence of love, where there is a perfect union between what God is and who God is as persons, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. And we find that in the midst, in the midst of this perfection, in the midst of this union, There is love. God is love. This is repeated throughout the scriptures. And it's something that St. Augustine spoke a lot on. As love. Be loved. The father loves the son. And the spirit is that love which exists between them, sharing it from and back between the father and the son and perfect communion. And out of this love, God made us to share in that perfect communion. God made creation as a free and perfect gift to be loved by him, to be loved by God as the Father loves the Son and the Spirit. And so it's part of our being to yearn for that love which God shares.
in the scriptures, as we take the Bible as a whole, we see over and over and over again this story of God's love reaching out for his people and his people mucking things up. We all have the ability to muck things up. We all have that ability to make bad decisions. Don't we see this in the world so clearly at the moment? And yet God has made us to love us. And God wants us to respond with our own love for him. Our jobs as human beings is to reflect God's love, to be the image of God's love in the world. In the New Testament, this is called being a royal priesthood, that we are the ambassadors of God in the world, returning God's love for creation back to God. And it's only our own sinfulness that prevents this. Our own ability to muck things up, to turn away from God, to turn away from love. And this happens in selfishness and greed and hostility. In the lack of value for each other and creation. This is not what God has planned for us. But it's up to us. We have that choice. We see it in the scriptures. This pattern of God reaching out. And us turning away. And so God sent the son. To restore that image of God to us. Out of love God sent himself to become human, to live our lives and to restore that connection. And God does this because God wants us to be caught up in that perfect relationship that exists between Father, Son and Spirit. And this is what Christ calls us to. From our Gospel reading, we have that part that's known as the Great Commission Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. In this We are being called to continue Christ's work. To dwell and take our part fully in that Trinitarian life of God. This isn't a message just for Trinity Sunday. This is the message we hear week in, week out, whenever we open our scriptures. That we are made for love. 
for God's love to live and move and have its being with us. And so as we contemplate this morning who and what God is, we also need to take that time to contemplate how we respond. As we see God as love, how then do we show this love to the world? How do we go and make disciples? How do we go and baptise? How do we tell of this love to a world who tries to put God in a box?